So thank you for being a guest on the Swedish Junior Hockey Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Scandlux, your home for Scandinavian luxury products for the U.S. market. You can find us at scandlux.com. Yeah, no problem. So um, a little introduction here. Uh, I'm your host, Jacob Dahlin, coming to you from uh, the sunny North Carolina in the U.S. And with me, I have no other uh, than Joachim Carlson, who lives in Hagerstown, Maryland, correct? Ah, uh, just moved to Frederick, but I'm still in Maryland. So, yeah. Okay, all right. And uh, I believe he's joining us via his car uh, on his way to Pittsburgh. That's correct. I hope uh, the service will uh, keep us going. All right, it'll be, it'll be perfect. It'll be perfect. All right. Um, tell us a little bit about Joachim Carlson. All right. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm uh, crazy about hockey. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I'm 40, 41. I got two kids, Jack and Lucas. They're uh, 20 and 17. Of course, they play hockey. Got my wife, Linda. Uh, I'm actually born and raised in Shopping, Sweden. Uh, played hockey until I was 18, busted my knee, and you know, never came back from that. Too much of a, you know, the mental aspect of it. The, uh, to, you know, I busted twice in the same year for surgery and stuff. Uh, so I, I, you know, the, the backup, the people around me, and stuff like that. I, I was on my own pretty much. So. Uh, I, I couldn't come back, but I played some lower minors a few years later just to keep going. And uh, then uh, got diagnosed with uh, rheumatoid arthritis. So I decided to quit and uh, start coaching hockey. Uh, so I coached this same team that I used to play in the minor, lower minors in Sweden. So that's, uh, that's uh, the sh- very short version of, of my hockey journey. Uh, I'm uh, here in the U.S. Uh, on an expat contract working for Volvo Trucks, which I've been for the last, whatever, 20 years, except for a couple of years when I coached hockey for a living in a hockey crazy town. Alexa. Well, that's where our, our, our paths have crossed, uh, not directly, but uh, for you that don't know, I grew up in Lexand or right outside of Lexand in Lindberg. And um, so what I thought would be good today is um, a lot of people ask me, well, what's juniors over, over in Sweden like and, and what's youth hockey and what's the difference? And so I thought about having you on because uh, you were um, – uh, you were the in charge of all the youth sports in Lexand uh, at a time before you came to the U.S. And yeah. I think that the 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 system is is a little bit different. So let's let's talk a little bit about because um, I know you coached U16 in Lexand uh, at a pretty high level. Uh, so walk us through a little bit about the difference with youth hockey over there, especially moving from U16 into juniors um, with gymnasium or gymnasium, if we want to translate it over here. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. Uh, Just 
like very briefly the whole youth before you 16 uh you, you you mainly play hockey in your hometown uh where you can maybe even walk or take your bicycle to practice um so that that's how it is and it's compared to here it's for free yeah a few hundred bucks and that's it and that covers sometimes even travels so uh and that that's uh i would say that's considered as travel hockey not national but still travel hockey so let, uh, let me ask you a little bit about that um so who are the players that then are playing on those teams are they are they uh coming from a broader area or is that going to be in that from that town specific i would say from the town specifically that the town so you don't have a lot of transfer from from one to another but come again you don't have a lot of transfer from from one town to another and uh, people moving here and there and switching teams and that kind of stuff typically not at all <laughs> Except when, when, you know, they have their parents moving for work or whatever, which is not even common that. But like I said, typically not at all. Uh, but it, it changes uh, when you come to U16. So to chime in where, you know, the question came from. So yeah. From six, uh, uh, especially in Lexon, where I used to be the hockey director and the U16 coach. Uh, that's when kids starting to move from home and, you know, billet for hockey. Uh, so if you're, let's say if you could, if you want to try out for, for a U16, which is, I think it, it, it calls U16 elite. It's regional. Uh, that's the, that's the top. You can't play higher than that when you're a U16. So if you're good enough, it's not even a well back to that because you're not even trying out in Sweden. Youth hockey up to U16, you're not trying out. You're on the team if you're from the town. Okay. And how not many people, how how do they divide up the teams? Because I I know that there's sometimes a, a lot of a big difference is the bigger rosters over there. Yeah, well, bigger, bigger cities like Stockholm, I, I'm not super familiar with that, but I know they are dividing and I'm sure they have some sort of tryouts because there's so many kids. Uh, but that's only in the bigger cities and we don't have too many of those bigger cities in Sweden. You know, it's, it's, it's Malmö, Stockholm, Gothenburg, uh, you know, vested horse maybe stuff like that. It's it's not very many of them. So that kind of a tryout culture is not really there in, in Sweden. But of course, the bigger cities, yes, uh, so, some of that, and and that's I, I'm sure it's tryout like any other tryouts over here in the U.S. So let's go back to Lexan. Where <clears throat> so how many how many kids were on a on a U16 or before we go there U16 when we say U16 in Sweden 
what age group is that really? And is that, you know, how here U16 is 15 and 16 year olds uh, over there. What is U16? I mean, it's uh, you're, you're 15. You're okay. not 16. Uh, so when you're a U15 in the US, you're a U16 in Sweden. Yes. And, do, and is it typical birth year specific or do you have combined teams where you have two birth years to, together in the youth ranks? Um, I mean, you're typically one age group, but it's more common in Sweden to play up. Okay. So you, for you 16, um, I would say at least four or five kids are underage. So underage meaning that they're 14 or even younger? Could be even younger, yeah. Okay, and no problem with that, which is a big difference compared to USA Hockey. No, it's not a problem at all. Uh, some sometimes, I mean, it, it gets political. You know, if you know, if you have the right name on the jersey and stuff like that. But of course, most of the time, it's based off of how good of a player you are. Yeah. Uh, so. But, but, so let's talk then about you 16. So you're 15 years old in school. You are then what grade? Ninth grade? 15 is ninth grade. Yeah. Okay. So for the U.S. listener here, they're probably wondering, all right, ninth grade. What's so special about ninth grade? What's so special about ninth grade in Sweden? It's the last year of, of the... What is that? Like middle school? Uh, it's it's a little bit in between uh, school systems, which I think is a big big difference, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's the last year before high school. Yeah. But it's not really high school because what what the high school in Sweden is more, more like a between high school and college. It's more like college maybe, prep. More like college prep. Yeah, but, I've, not, but not private. So that's kind of what I've always uh, told people too is, you know, um, gymnasium is kind of college prep, but it's almost like last year of, or maybe the last two years of high school and first year of college. Um, is that right? Is that kind of how you see it too? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's how I see it. So after ninth grade, let's, so let's bring that in to the hockey conversation with ninth grade. So now you're 15, you just got your, uh, the ability to drive a moped since people, why is that, why is that, um, significant in, in, uh, in Sweden? I mean, you don't get to uh, drive a car until you're 18. So the only motor vehicle you can drive it's moping yeah so yeah so you're breaking up a little hi yeah so so uh, you're breaking up a little bit so i'll explain there's there the, the distances are not very very big but but still it's it's a bigger deal to to ride your bike everywhere so if you're if you're going three kilometers uh having a engine on your under you is a little bit better yeah 
All right. So ninth grade, ninth grade players now finishing up their, so they're playing U16 and uh, uh, tell, tell us a little bit about the TV puck tournament uh, in Sweden. Yeah, well, first, I'd like to take you real, really, real quick about the U16 team. Okay. I had, so back to try out part of it. Um, yes, yeah, perfect. I had two teams. Uh, well, I had one team that I coached, but I, I picked from two teams. So I, it's mainly an A and a B team. It, it sounds bad, but that's what it is. Okay. And the team plays in, in a lower league. Where the A team plays the, the what what I said U16 elite, which is regional becoming national in the playoffs. Okay. Uh, and they, you know, they can play both teams. I have to give a list of ten players that can't play the B team, but the rest can play <laughs> both. All right, great. Is that fairly common, or is that just a, a special thing in Lexon, which was kind of a hockey town? I, I, that's pretty common in the bigger clubs. Okay. So that's very briefly how that works uh, in the U16 elite. Okay. Which is top league. So what what teams did you play? So Lexand, which is uh, for for those who don't know, you can Google Lexand, uh, which is in the middle of the country, so to speak, both north and south and east and west, but. So, so what's a normal opponent for, for Lexon U16 Elite? Of course, it's Mora. Okay. Uh, it's, you said that you said that with a with a strong voice. Yeah, it's rivalry, big time. We love to hate Mora. Okay. And they love to hate us. <laughs> awesome. What uh, uh, and 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 does that does that translate beyond U16? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, people doesn't even drive because you, you get those ski slopes up in the mountains and to get there, you, you have to pass Mora, but some people doesn't even go through Mora because of the rivalry. So they go back roads. Yeah, even my, even my mom said the only time I go to Mora is if you have to go to the hospital. Yeah, that's how it is. <laughs> Not a joke. <laughs> and uh, uh, it's it's funny to to listen to uh, Philip Forsberg and Matthias Ekholm who who played for Lexan versus Mura and are now teammates in uh, in Nashville. So, all right. So U sixteen, you play in Mura. So how far is it to travel to Mura from Lexan? Uh, it's an hour, I think. Not even, not even an hour. Forty-five minutes, maybe. Yeah. And that's a, as a great game. And, and other teams like Besteros, it's what's of that two hours. Or, and how do they, how do you travel? Yeah, how do you travel typically? Because yeah, so everybody takes the charter. Yeah, we try, we go by bus, funded by the club. Uh, well, to, to, to play for, for this U16 team, the tuition, so to speak, I don't know nowadays, but it used to be like 600 to 1,000 a year. Let's say 1,000 bucks. Yeah. That's it. That includes meals for 
away games and, and the bus. And if you get to the playoffs, you know, the hotels pay too. Wow. And how often did you guys practice typically? Uh, so here, yeah, that's a good question. At least three times a week. But I would say as an average, like four times a week plus, because there is this uh, <coughs> back to prep school kind of thing, because the club is connected to the, the, the high school. It's a joint venture or whatever you call it, where where, where you do uh, skate once a week with, with the high school. Not really the high school, because I, I was responsible for that too. So I had uh, seven, eight, ninth graders skating once a week. And then they had like off ice with the, the trainer in the club, the professional trainer in the club. And he kept track, you know, test results and weightlifting and all jumping and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'd say the boys are doing a practice, like a game, you know, a team practice four to five times a week, uh, at least one game per week, typically Saturday, uh, if I remember it correct. And on top of that, after every practice, every single one, we had off ice. Okay. As a team. There's a little bit different load uh, and, a, and a different setup than, than most even AAA teams are here. Yes. What would you say in terms of workload on and off ice versus – I know you've coached the AAA team up there in, in – in uh, with little caps at the U16 level, what's the what would you say the, the, the amount of structured practice percentage wise that you have more over there versus here? In, in the little caps, we're, we're on ice three times a week, two games in the weekend at least, and then two off ice uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I, I'm, I'm I think we're doing pretty good with uh, in this country. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the the transition between U16 to then gymnasium. Okay, so back to you know, Tebekokin is this uh, state uh, state team tournament uh, where most of those gymnasium team scouts. Okay. For picking players to the next year, uh, and all those teams, like I said, the gymnasium, like you call it. I, when I was in Sweden, we had 28 teams. 28 of those schools that were connected to the clubs. So it's still not just school. So it's school and club together. So 28 teams, clubs, uh, schools. Each and every one of them have 14 spots. Uh, goal is these forwards, whatever. So 28 times 14 spots. Okay. And you can apply, but most of the time, 
you, you, you get picked, of course, by the scouting. Uh, so that's that's how that works. And, and I wouldn't say you're screwed if you don't make it to those 28 teams, but it's going to be way much harder to make it to, you know, the, the junior A stuff and, and further on, you know, the professionals and, and stuff. Scouting take place Dalarna, Lestikland, Helsingland, TV, TV token. But when the scouting is done, the, the, those 28 teams are picking. All right. So, so what you're talking about there are the 28. Are are there 28 NIU gymnasiums? Or correct. Okay. And but there's a lot more than 28 teams that are playing in the J18 juniors. In, in the region division. Yes. So uh, so those 28 teams are the top teams connected with, with the bigger clubs. Correct. So Leksand, Mura, Westeros, Färjestad, uh, Frölunda, Jurgården, they all have, those are part of the 28 teams, right? Yes. So the smaller towns, so where you came from, Shipping, as an example. Yeah. They don't have, that's not one of the 28 teams. No, and they, yeah, no, they're, they're not. So what happens, what happens if you are, if you grew up in Shipping and you are the stud player at U16 and you go to TV Pucken as a uh, tournament and you get scouted and so if you're in shipping, where where do you uh, where's the number one place you want to go play? Lexan, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, Westeros, which is uh, very close to shipping, that that's pretty much ideal. And, and of course, you have Örebro, which is also one of those twenty-eight. Okay. Uh, my my son, my Jack, he went to Altuna, which is Uppsala. Yeah. It's an hour away, which is not bad either. So let's talk. Let's use Jack as an example, since he grew up because uh, he was in Sweden at the time and played U sixteen, right? Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, so he yeah. got. Did he play TV? The TV puck. Yeah, he did. He did, but he didn't play for Dalarna. He played that uh, whatever extension team for the one who never got picked. They they got. Uh, uh, they got sacked the last minute, so to speak. Okay. And they, uh, the national, you know, the Swedish Ice Hockey Association has this team. And they're running it like it's a national team. Wow. Education only, like development, education, ice time-wise and all that. And and from TV Token, he made it to Altoona. So, yeah, he got recruited, and that's kind of how it is. So what you're talking about there is a, a, the reason why I, I, I go back to this point is the, the drop-off that sometimes happens. You, you kind of said, yeah, if you don't make the team, if you don't make one of those 28 teams, you're kind of screwed, right? Many kids feels like it. Uh, I would say you're definitely not, but yep. it's a longer way. Yeah, so you said the 28 teams that are the, the NIU, uh, and if you don't make the NIU, let's explain, let's talk about LIU. Yeah? You can get as much ice time, you can get as much ice touches, uh, facilities could be as good, 
and you can even play in the same league and make it all the way to nationals. And you could be the late bloomer and make it all the way from there. And it has happened before. So you're not screwed. So back yeah. to that. You're definitely not screwed. But it's going to be harder and if you can never give up. It's definitely a path for you. So so let's talk about that for a second too because they, the two teams then at the J18 that are playing in the same league, they play against each other. I mean, but, you have, for example, Lexan and Fallen. Yep. Uh, Fallen is, what, 40 minutes away. Yep. Uh, you, you have a bunch of hockey players that even made it to the NHL from there. I mean, Thomas Jonsson, how many Stanley Cup does he have? Yep. So, it's not a bad, bad choice. That's and, a good program and good coaches. The facilities are great. So, I mean... Compares to U.S., the facilities in Fallen, for example, if we talk about the local stuff, I mean, it's hard to beat that. Yeah. So, but 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 it's still tough for them to compete, uh, you know, from a roster perspective um, against Vesteros, Feriestad, Lexan, Mura that has that are recruiting the top players from all the different towns, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 very hard, of course. So uh, so so uh so what happens? I think this is an interesting part too is what happens then if you grew up in Lexon and you didn't get picked. So uh, uh, this is a, an example. How many of the players from Lexon that grew up in Lexon made it from U16 to J18 juniors in Lexon to play at the NIU level? From, from my team that I coached or in, like in, as an average every year? As an average. Oh, it's not too many, actually. Not too many. Could it be five? If even that. Okay. And, and when you say grow up, grow up in Lexon, because I told you about you stay in your hometown on, on, all the way through you're 15. Yeah. Then you can, so many kids are moving to Lexan because of the fact that we, we, they do have the U16 elite. So they may pick a couple that played the U16 year in Lexan for the, the, the J18 team, but they, never, they didn't grow up there. Okay. So they actually moved to Lexon before they're finished with ninth grade. Yes. Okay. But that's a little bit of a of a an anomaly, and not that common in most cities, right? It, no, it's not common. It happens, but it's not it's not common. So the other guys that didn't move in there from from in ninth grade, but okay, I, I grew up in let's say. So let's say let's use Borlinga, who is forty-five minutes away and and a pretty good-sized city, but they don't have a NIU gymnasium like Lexand or Mura. So if you're the top player in Borlinga, yeah. um, where do you? And then you make the TV puck tournament and you're recruited, and you now have the choice of going to Lexand, Mura, Fariestad or Vesteros 
right? Yep. Is it is it common that the the player the choice is going to be the player of where he will go? That's to say. That's that's the objective. Okay. But it's not always the case. So how does that work? So of course you want to pick a player that is familiar with the area that that maybe the you know the local guy that the people the fans love in the end because you may make it all the way to the pro team because again that we haven't talked about that but in Lexon you have all the way from U8 up till SHL which is full pro like the third league in the world yeah so, so you, you, that's the task, that's the objective. You want to grow the players, you want to develop them to be able to play that top pro team in your own club. It's cheaper and, you know, fan base, the fans loves it. And if you're, if you're from the town or the area, you would give your life to the club, you know. It, it's, it's, it's huge. You know? Yeah. So, all right, so so let's go back to the guy that was the top player in in Borlang and 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 he's been playing, and he's probably been invited to to skate with a team in Lexand, and so now he uh, now he he makes it there, but so only five of the of the Lexand players makes it. Let's say the rest of them come from places like Fallen, Borlang, Sater, Malung. Right. So, yeah. Are they getting players from all over Sweden, or are they still recruiting mainly the local kids? They're recruiting from all over. So what? So what happens then if you don't? So if you are one of these late bloomers at 15 years old, which there there's a lot of them. I remember I was. Um, so if you didn't make that team, then, you know, it, it's not a matter of where do I want to go. It's a matter of who will take me, right? Pretty much, yeah. So where do you go then? I, I mean, if you're in, if you if you're if we stay with Borlinga, and if yeah. you if you're one of the guys that this guy that made it to to Lexan as a U16, but never got picked for the J18. If I were a bowling a boy, I would look at Fallen, for example, because they have they have this uh, program, which is you know similar to to the the twenty eight big clubs as as we spoke about. Yeah, so but you would but, like to look at the LIU. Yeah, so the so there's good LIUs out there. So I think that there's an important distinction to make in the gymnasium. In the gymnasium designations, you have these 28 teams that are connected to the gymnasium schools that are called NIUs. And then you have a lot of others that are LIUs that are local um, athletic youth uh, gymnasiums, right? Yeah. And there's every, almost every town has one of them. Pretty much, yes, more or less. Yeah, but not every one of those towns play at the same level, right? No. 
So let's let's go into there a little bit because I think that there's a so what we talked about here is really the what is gymnasium, which is the college prep school or academy or uh, but it's public, and then you have the club team that is connected to that school, uh, but they're not necessarily uh, they are separate, right? I mean. NIU, LIU, is, I would say it's more like a certification from the Swedish Hockey Association. Okay. And the LIUs could be as good when it comes to personal development as any other. Yeah. I mean, who knows? It's all about the coach and the dedication and all that. Because, again, you can still play the same league, but there is also LIUs that plays lower, the lower league. Yeah. So, so let's talk a little bit about that too, because the, the, the different systems or the different divisions, just like in the U.S. where you have AAA, you have uh, AA, you have single A. In Sweden, it's, it's at, the, um, at the junior level or J18, which is uh, now you're moving into a dual birth year uh, team concept, right? Yeah. So now we're talking about the 16, 17 year olds, or I guess they're moving into 17, 17, 18 year olds. Uh, what is it now? I mean, you're 15 when you're, you're 16. Yeah, 15, 16 when you're U16, and then you're 16, 17, 18. I guess at the end of the season, there'll be a few that are, that are 18 years old and, and still eligible to play U18. Yeah. So, um, so you have, let's talk about the different regions or how you're divided up because you have J18 region, which right now is the top division in J18, correct? Yeah, it used to be J18 elite. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Why, why did they change from J18 elite to region? So I, I don't remember. I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, a, so this region is generally north, south, east, and west. Okay. Then in the playoffs, you mix it up together, and then you know play the other regions, like NHL, you know. Yeah. And and so you have the top you have the top division, which is region, and then yeah. you have what? Let's talk because a, a different concept too is the concept of relegation with between J18 region and J18 division one. Yeah. So where you coached uh, U16 in Lexand, they also had the J18 region and they had another team that was in the lower division in division one, right? Yeah. So is that typical or do most places only have one team? For the bigger clubs, it's typical. I would say for the, well, maybe NIU may have two teams, LIU one team. Yeah. So LIU that has two teams as well. Yeah. So um, just like you were talking about playing up, so do you have U16 players that are playing juniors, even though they're in ninth grade and 15 years old? Yes. Is that fairly common? Uh, pretty much 
every team has someone that plays up like that. Okay. I would say. So if that's common, yes. Okay. And and then so when you're then so now you're 17, 16, 17, 18 years old, you play J18 normal. Do you the the next level up is then J20? So you have juniors over there, which is divided into J18 and J20, which is going to be your 19, 20-year-olds. The same thing happens, right, from from the J18 player that also plays J20. Correct. So so do they – how often do you then practice with your team versus the upper team? Or is that – do you always just practice with your team? it depends uh like like i said if you play up you, you can belong to the you to the j20 team that means you you belong to the team you play games and practice with them even though you're a first year j18 it happens yeah but since both it's two junior teams mainly so yeah. let's say you know in november when you know injuries and head calls and stuff off, you may practice often play with you, you may practice with the j20 team and play with the j18 yeah because they're under the same roof and the locker rooms is sits besides each other so it's convenient yeah so so you never have to worry about not being enough skaters on, on practice to keep the tempo up you know it's that's how you build the tempo up. That's on practice. That's not on games. Yeah. And uh, so let's talk about one player. Like, uh, so uh, um, common name. I mean, you know, if you if you look at Lexon's J18 or J20 team or the SHL team as an example, not to talk too much about Lexon, but, but, but we're both familiar with that team. But a guy like... Um, uh, Liam Bischel, who came from Switzerland, which is a little bit dif- different, right? But yeah. he, he came into hockey gymnasium as a 16-year-old, or fif- he must have been 15. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, he did. No, okay. 16, got to be 16, right? He, mu- he must have been, uh, I'm going to pull him he up. Could have been 15. He could have been 15 when he came, yes, you're right. So while we're talking, I'm going to pull him up on Elite Prospect. But, but Liam came from Switzerland, joined Lexund, uh, and he had already played, I believe he had already played um, adult hockey in uh, Switzerland. But he came in, big guy, yeah. and, uh, and went to hockey gymnasium. And uh, not only did he make the J18 junior team, he made the J20 right away. Yep. And then he made the, the SHL team right away. Um, or maybe I'm second year. Sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the plan. They had scouted him. They knew what he was capable of. I'm pretty sure the plan was to bring him in for – the J20 mainly, and then further up to the SHL team. 
I see. So um, I think is a you know it's a it's an interesting. Um, I'm pulling him up. He's actually a 2004 birth year. Played two full seasons now in the SHL. Ranked uh, 26 by Elite Prospects in the in the rankings uh, in the in the NHL draft. He's he's coming up here for the 2022 NHL draft. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so he played. 11 games his first season. He never played J18 in, in Lexon, did he? Good question. I nope. really don't know that. Yeah, no, that may have been COVID, uh, COVID related too, but he, he went straight into J20, but then he also played the majority of the season, 29 games in the SHL. So very common then that, that they play on two teams and get more than, I mean, 28 games in comparison is, is fairly low, but if you combine, combine it with between two teams, um, a lot more games. Yeah, you do get a whole lot of games. Yeah, but I would say, I mean, wouldn't you say that the number of games, there's a lot more focus on practice load than game load in Sweden? You practice to, to to practice. You practice to be good, to to become good in practice. And when you're good at practice, the games goes automatically. Yeah, you're, you're going to be good at games. So uh, the games are mainly the exam. Again, like I said, it's yeah. That's how you measure yourselves. Yep. Oh, that's good. That's good. If you didn't make the NIU, I guess there's yep. quite a few players that make a decision then do I do I go play for an LIU team or do I there, there is a weeding out period or point there from ninth grade of school I'm going now do I just go to school and do I do I quit playing is that yeah it's a pity though I mean yeah at some point it's a little bit earlier in Sweden it's, yeah. it's the gymnasium if you don't make it it's you don't have like a men's league the same way as here and stuff like that. So, so many, many kids quit at that yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause I've, I've talked to a lot of, a lot of coaches and a lot of teams that are, it's hard to fill a, a J 20 team, uh, not at the elite level, but at the division one or division uh, it's even hard to find a, you know, or, or is there a division two level in J20? I don't know. Maybe in the bigger cities like Stockholm. Yeah. Not that, that I've heard of, but, but yeah, maybe. Yeah. But it's, it's hard to find, you know, because, it, you know, they have a team, but, you know, they're, 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 they're always looking for players um, at the 18, 19, 20 year old. They are. And many times in those clubs, the, the J18 and J20 team is combined. They're, they're, they're practicing, they're on the same practice and play both games, like, you know. So, so yeah, that's how it goes. It's... Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I think it's a, it's a big difference. And, and, uh, and, and I think it's uh, interesting for, for more, most people in, in U.S. and Canada to kind of compare 
the the Swedish juniors versus the 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 American or Canadian juniors. Of course, we have tier one, tier two, tier three, and and I think a big difference is the the cost, of course, um, and and the travel 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 aspect of it is is sometimes ridiculous. Over here. Over here. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, looking at little caps, we just joined this tier one elite league. It's fantastic. It's a great league. It's great, great league development-wise. And but we're 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 all over the place. We're in Dallas. We're in Chicago, uh, Cleveland. Playoffs in Florida. We're probably I don't know maybe Boston, Arizona. And on top of that, the tuition, the fee to even play in the team is like many many thousands and all those trips yeah. not everyone can play hockey on this level here, yeah. here in the u.s so if you're good in if you're good it doesn't mean that you you're gonna make it it's interesting just kind of the differences especially with the hockey gymnasium system and the difference between niu and liu is uh is is intriguing for a lot of people and and, and how that shapes players to go from, um, from one town to another and seeking themselves to, to the larger programs and how that kind of narrows the funnel uh, to, 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 like you said, the ultimate goal is for a player to make it to the, to the SHL through juniors and, uh, and then, like most of them, they want to play in the NHL. There's oh yeah, good. there is no one in Sweden that is even looking at college. Yeah, I wouldn't say no one, but it's it's rare. It's the NHL. Yeah, and I think that that's something that that we will be talking about uh, in different episodes. Is going to be uh, what if you don't make the NHL? Can you? And you're still a pretty good player. Can you continue to play at the Division One level, adult, semi-pro in Sweden? Or we've seen quite a bit of trend moving towards after you finish gymnasium to go and play a year of juniors over here in the U.S. or go straight to the collegiate level at the D1 or D3 levels. And getting, getting more common. Yeah, it's getting my own son. Yeah. Yeah, I get about a year of juniors over here compared to Sweden. Yeah, and I think that that is a um, it's something to kind of talk more about is is because I think that there's a lot of colleges that they're unaware of the talents that are, are in Sweden, uh, and often they, they they get forgotten because they didn't you know they're they're not seen if they don't play juniors, and not everybody has the opportunity to go. Uh, to play juniors over here. And many Swedes, you know, they're looking at Null, the, the, where, where my son played this last year. And been following that for a couple of years. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed about the level of hockey, how good it is. Yeah, how do you compare the, the, the North American Hockey League level to the Swedish junior level? I mean, it, it's as good as... Uh, J20 regional national like the former super elite which is the top league I'd say 
I'd say it's between USHL and the NAL, uh, but NAL is faster than, than the Swedish league, obviously because of the, the, the size of the rink, but I'd definitely say very high level hockey. Yeah. The NAL is very high level. And I think the other part is, is uh, you know, the, the option of, of players from Sweden to play D1 college, um, which is also uh, getting more and more common. It is. It is. So. And I would encourage and make it to the SHL. Go. Yeah. Go and try. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Look, we, we need to have this conversation again. Absolutely. I think the subject is going to be riveting to kind of just talk about different people and, and where they are and where they come from and, um, and their views and, and both from, from, you know, there's going to be guys like you that have been in both places and then some that are just in the U S and, and then there's going to be some in Sweden and just be able to, to take different people's perspective about a subject that, is uh, a little bit unique because um, what I've found is that there's not anybody, th- there's very little knowledge. There's very, li- very little conversation about, about Swedes and Swedish juniors here. It's this enigma. Uh, but I think, but I think that there's a big interest. It is, especially from the, the Swedish junior hockey players themselves because you see more and more of them over here yeah and i also see i mean i've already since i've started this i've gotten so many interested people just because of the name of wow this is cool this is uh different i want to know more and an incredible incredible amount of coaches and scouts and at, a, at high levels that, that, you know, we'll be checking in. So. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. All I'm right. Shed some light on that. Yeah, absolutely. Take two. <laughs> <laughs>